This is episode 495 for February, the last day of February of 2018. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening, a little bit of narration and audio, of course, was John Bernthal playing The Punisher and the theme song from the Netflix Punisher show. And if you haven't watched it, it is really, really good. I would recommend season two of Daredevil before it. But Bernthal is by far the best Punisher I think we've ever seen on screen. So why are we talking about the Punisher on a Spider-Man show? Well, we're going to be talking about the Punisher in Spider-History, his first appearance with JR. But before we get there, I want to give some thank yous to people that help support this podcast each and every month. They do that through our Patreon page. So if you would like to uh, support us... Uh, you can go to the front page of SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look on the right-hand side and for the Patreon button. It's also at the very bottom of every article on the front page. And the people that support us, I'm going to name them. Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, Frederico, Stuart, Ricky, Thomas, Nick, Laura, Michael, Daryl, and Spider-Gwen. Also, uh, we have some people that have supported us through PayPal on the front page of Spider-Man Crawl Space. So I want to give a thank you to Javel and also Nicholas that have dropped a few dollars in the PayPal pot. Each little bit helps with the website hosting. All right, gang, let's talk Punisher with JR and the crew on this month in Spider History. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our February Spider History with JR. Of course, we've got JR on the line. What's going on, JR? Well, it's February, and of course it's Valentine's Day, and everybody knows how much I'm a Valentine's Day kind of guy. So, oh, wow. what's the, you know, what's in the, the best sp- Valentine's the, Day gift you ever got the missus? Uh, uh, I didn't realize that I was required to get her any. <laughs> I thought it, wow. I thought she gave me gifts. Man, I didn't hey, realize hey, it was the other way around. Hey, Jr., what's the best gift you ever got your mom? Ooh. Oh, oh, definitely oh, the Hero Realm Georgie Bear. That's right. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That other voice you hear, we have some guests on Spider History this month. We've got George. What's going on, George? Hello, everyone. And we've got Zach. What's going on, Zach? Uh, I'm I'm swimming in figures, man. Swimming in figures. Models? What? We just had the toy the toy announcements today, so that's what I'm working. I know. And we have we have Mark Alford, Dark Mark, who writes cobwebs on the front page. What's going on, Mark? Not too much. Welcome. Glad to be here. Awesome. All right, JR, we are headed back in time. We're getting into DeLorean, and we're going back to February of 74, and Jerry Conway is going vigilante with ASM-129. Talk about this one. Well, yes, indeed. And um, and uh, in order to celebrate uh, doing this, uh, this is uh, I will be drinking my Diet Mountain Dew from this cup, <laughs> my Punisher cup. The, it was, Punisher a, cup, uh, it was yeah. a present. It was a present from the children. Uh, for some reason, they seemed to uh, uh, realize my views on law and order. Uh, and uh, <laughs> well, that and they remember every other time you whacked them. They remember every other time you whacked them when they were kids. Uh, <laughs> Dad was known around no, the no, house no. as the punisher. Yeah. No, no, no. They are no, keeping, no. It, no, no. keeping hey. that hand strong. Uh, no, I, I believe in talking to your children and treating them like adults. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, you know, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 if you ever were raised by my old man, you know that was that wasn't going to happen. Anyway, though, issue 129, The Punisher, and a um, little bit of his, little bit of uh, personal history here. Uh, many, many years ago, because uh, The Punisher was always my second favorite Marvel character after Spider-Man, and uh, so many years ago, uh, even though I had to, I had, I saw uh, ability to get a uh, an original issue, and even though it looks like crap, uh, this was my original issue of amazing spider-man number 129 very nice and i held on to it for many many years well no it's not actually <laughs> yeah, there's there a page right there. oh, pages out of it oh, wow. oh, I, oh my heavens yeah. but anyway but i held on to it for many many years you know and uh one day uh, uh jerry conway was at a comic convention in akron which uh, literally is is not too far down the street from me and uh, he was there and of course you know he was signing autographs I had to pay five bucks but uh, i took the boy and uh, we went there and uh, I pulled this out and he said, uh, are you sure you want me to sign this? And then he looked at it and he said, oh, that's a that's a well-loved one, isn't it? I said, well, yes, it is. And, and uh, so he signed it and I said, Spencer, Death of Gwen, Stacy, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is the guy right here. So, you know, so I helped, you know, Spencer had a, met a little bit of spider history there. For, for those so, uh, watching on the YouTube, can you hold up the, the comic to the, the camera? Let me see the signature. Where did he sign it? Uh, right. Uh, let's see. Oh, here. yeah. Right there at there. the very bottom. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. At the very bottom. So, so that's probably, know, if had we had to, if we had to grade it, it's probably a poor. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah. Also, this is, this is, yeah. My first some of, some of my, some of my old, yeah, some of my old uh, comics are very, very uh, well loved. They were actually read back in the day, uh, rather than preserved, slabbed and preserved for all of time. But, well loved. Uh, oh well, well loved. So the Punisher, the Punisher, the Punisher actually uh, has an interesting history. Uh, Jerry Conway based him, and one reason we we decide I decided to pick the Punisher this month was simply because it hasn't been too long ago since the Punisher uh, series appeared on Netflix. Uh, and I just thought it was an appropriate time to, to discuss. Uh, and yes, believe it or not, Joshua, I have read about other characters besides Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Joshua, uh, YouTube live chat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Allow, allow me to like tell you about real quick. Did you like about my sure on Netflix? Is tree and strangers in paradise, but that's for another time. <laughs> um, what was that, Brad? Did you like the Punisher Netflix show? I thought it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I did actually. I, I I didn't think. I mean, I it it was it uh, the only Netflix series, and I don't want to tangent too much. I thought the first Daredevil was was strong, really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of them have have all been have all had some notable weaknesses, and I think the Punisher's uh, was like so many others. It just was too long. They probably could have done it in eight instead of thirteen episodes. That's that's um, the biggest problem with the Disney Netflix stuff. It's too it's too much. It's too little story spread out over too mm-hmm. many episodes episodes yeah, yeah but, but the re- but john bernthal was was absolutely great yeah. i mean Perfect. and the way they did it i mean they they did he wasn't a hero i mean he's a psychopath um you know he's not a good guy and uh even you know and and i think that's a, 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 a i mean that's the right way to portray him so but uh, the punisher actually has his origins in a pulp hero known as the executioner uh, and the reason, and uh, Conway has admitted this in a couple of interviews, but the reason that, uh, I'm familiar with it more is because I was a fan of the executioner. Wow. Uh, 
I have the, um, it was, I started reading the, uh, I was at college, uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I was about to say what influences I must have had as a child. Um, but um, I uh, started reading these books and uh, I, I read about the first 50 or odd and then stopped reading them because it used to be he focused on the mob. His his origin was he was a Vietnam War veteran. Uh, and while he was overseas, his dad, you know, got in financial trouble, borrowed money from loan sharks. They started putting the squeeze on him. Uh, he went nuts and he wound up, commit, you know, killing the family in a murder suicide. So then that's when the executioner known as Mac Bolin, when he came back uh, on a a bereavement leave, uh, then he decided to take up his war on crime and uh, and uh, destroy and and take on the mafia. Uh, And so the Punisher's the Punisher's origin, I mean, it it, it is is similar to that in some ways. But but Conway's admitted that's that's an influence. So that's where that goes back. And the name actually comes from Stan Lee. Um, which, uh, which, uh, apparently they were having a, tr- uh, Conway and, and, uh, they were, was having a trouble, <laughs> was having trouble coming up with a name for this character. <laughs> and they were, they were rolling around ideas like the assassin and, you know, and I just, you know, it just doesn't sound good. Uh, and then Stan said, well, he punishes people, right? You know? Yeah. Well, calling the punisher. And this is why, this is why born. Stan, this is why Stan made the big bugs back in the day. <laughs> no doubt right so so and and a, le- and a legend was born so but uh again another reason i picked this issue is because it's also the first appearance of the jackal uh and i figured since last last night we had clone stuff this was another segue into making fun of zach yeah. um but, so, hey, so, so see george there. it wasn't to discuss the artistic merits of the jackal or cloning it's to make fun of zach so we're going to talk I've, about i've always loved the character i've always loved the punisher jr very much uh, I know Brad and I uh, were really big fans of like the Mike Zek limited series oh, from yeah. the eighties. Yeah. I mean, that was that was compelling storytelling. <clears throat> yeah, but um, they didn't but expect that book to sell. I have always felt bad that the Punisher's first appearance had to be tied into an E-lister like the Jackal. <laughs> <laughs> well, not. you know, the, the Punisher himself wasn't going to be an A-lister <laughs> either. I mean, uh, Con- Conway was surprised at how, t- how popular he became. Uh, and, and really, he was, you know, he, he really didn't take off until that five-part miniseries, I think, in the, uh, in the 80s. And uh, that's when, you know, the, he just kind of, sky his popularity skyrocketed. And, and actually, he kind of suffered from what we, I guess we could call Venom's disease now, uh, uh, overexposure. He was just grossly overexposed. Uh, and I think he had like three or four monthly titles. And for, for a character, really, who's pretty one-dimensional. Uh, that was that was really priming the pumps. So. I actually, speaking of the Punisher miniseries, um, I just saw a th- thing on Facebook down in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. They're having a um, Steve Grant and Mike Zeck are going to be at this uh, oh. it's called Cape Con convention at Cape Girardeau, and both of them are going to be there uh, to celebrate the miniseries. So I think that'd be kind of a neat show. How far is Cape Girardeau from you? Uh, it's a little longer in St. Louis, about six hours away. It's on the exact Ooh. opposite end. It's near the boot, boot heel. Cape Girardeau, home of uh, home of Rush Limbaugh. Yep. I didn't realize that Missouri was that big. You yeah. Know? I guess I, I guess that explains why so much so much of it is unexplored and uh, uh, you know has you know still has uh, log cabins for schools and things. If like that. If you're gonna nature, insult so. me, get it flowing a little bit better. <laughs> I know you have flow problems. <laughs> oh. 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 
Yeah, yeah. That well, escalated really quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. For well, that. I don't know. My, 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 I'll say my personality is I'm pretty cranky regardless of what my flow is from month to month. So, uh, wow. Oh. Anyway, wow. So, anyway, this story starts out with the Punisher and the Jackal together. Uh, the Punisher is uh, shooting apart a plaster of Paris statue of Spider Man. And, of course, the Jackal is just really marveling at it. Um, of course, the Punisher right now is saying, eh, I got to, you know, I, I don't, the action on this uh, thing ain't too great right now. I need to go see the mechanic, which, is, of course, is a hint that this this is going to play uh, a factor in, later into the story. And the, um, you know, the Jackal is uh, saying, well, you, well, you know, the, uh, the Punisher is kind of wrestling with uh, uh, this uh, dilemma that he's in because the Punisher, even at the very beginning, is portrayed as being somewhat still having somewhat of a coded honor. Uh, he's, he doesn't consider himself just a murderer. You know, he considers that he's essentially doing some holy work and, and, and rooting out crime. And, uh, you know, and the jackal says, but you love killing, don't you? And the Punisher says, no, no, I only kill. I only like killing those who deserve it. And Spider-Man deserves to die. So, you know, we get, we get that in. So Spider-Man interrupts a robbery. Uh, and then if uh, memory serves correctly, he he deserves to die because Gwen Stacy died. Is that the reason? Well, yeah, he we'll, killed Gwen we'll Stacy. Explain, we'll explain it later. Uh, oh, it's okay. it's, uh, it's mentioned in one panel later, uh, yeah. but it's not Gwen Stacy that the, the, the that the jackal thinks that the Spider Man should uh, die for. It's the death of somebody else, somebody who probably doesn't deserve <laughs> the mercy. But okay. then again, yeah. that's then again, that's you know, it's irrelevant who was killed. The jackals wanting Spider Man dead. So Spider Man stops a robbery, and then he uh, after he stops a robbery, then he goes into the offices of the Daily Bugle, thinking, "Aha, you know, I'll peddle these pictures uh, to to Jonah." And well, of course, Jonah's on one of his nether his rants. You know, Spider Man is old news. Spider Man's passe. So he brings up, you know, so he uh, shows a copy of uh, a competing paper called the New York Star. Which in one of those continuity glitches where they forgot what the primary competition was, but anyway, the the New York Star has this big headline: "Punisher starts war against the mob," and well, he you know, and, and so his marching orders are for Peter to go out and find the Punisher and take pictures of him. Um, so Spider Man goes out and goes, "How now? How am I going to find the Punisher? I don't know anything about this guy." Well, you know, but basically a bazooka blast, then uh, more or less, uh, you know. Uh, alert spider-man that the punisher is in the area uh and, and it's interesting and one of these things the punisher they didn't quite get the punisher's colors right uh this uh, this issue uh rather than his boots being silver boots and gloves being silver like the skull on his chest uh they're blue in this issue and i think that's the only uh, i think this is the only issue in which his uh costume is is pretty well almost all entirely or i guess it would be black really it's probably just it's probably all black it's just blue because of the coloring techniques uh of the time yeah. Um, kind of like Venom so, was a little blue when it instead of black, etc. Yeah, blue and purple or whatever. Because right. black, black at that time probably would have looked absolutely flat. Probably wouldn't have had any texture whatsoever. Um, so he, um, so the Punisher, you know, he shoots the Spider-Man with this uh, cable or whatever, uh, which uh, uh, you know confines him. And then he starts breaking. You know, he, Punisher pulls out his gun. He's going to blow him away. But you know, Spider-Man breaks free, and the Punisher says. Wait a minute! That wire was strong enough to hold ten men. And Spider, and you know, and Spider-Man goes, "I've got a secret for you, pal. I'm st- I'm not ten men. I'm your friendly neighborhood. I forget it." But uh, it's a very I, I, very nice fight panel. Exactly. I mean, it is I mean, a huge hit. 
Spider-Man is, I, and this is something that, uh, you know, I, Slot and some of the others had just forgot. Spider-Man is badass. Spider-Man is not anybody to be messed with. You know, I mean, yes, sometimes he's naive. Yes, sometimes he's careless and sloppy and gets a little bit too emotional. But you don't want Spider-Man mad at you. You don't. I mean, uh, Fire Lord could, could explain that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. And so the, the Jackal just happens to be in a chimney nearby because comic books. All right. And that's uh, where he's best. He's best utilized in a chimney, hiding in a chimney, preferably one that's on fire. Well, you know, it's, it's kind <laughs> of funny. That he, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that it's kind of funny that he likes to hang out in chimneys and smokestacks and, and things of that nature, because, uh, you know, isn't, wasn't it from a smokestack that he, he rescued the clone who was really, um, no, who was really the real Spider-Man for so long, but then he turned out not to be the real. But anyway, I, I get confused. I'm still confused 20 years later. Well, the Jackal's saying, oh, this ain't going as planned. The Punisher's kicking, or Spider-Man is kicking the Punisher's ass. So the Jackal crawls out of his chimney and then uses his claws, which as, uh, let's see, they are negatively charged electroprods. Okay. Well. Uh, <laughs> so he whacks Spider-Man on the side of the skull. And of course, and Spider-Man staggers off the, the, the building. And of course the Punisher is actually kind of upset. You know, I mean, he, you know, he thinks that's a sloppy way to kill somebody. You know, he wants, if he's going to kill somebody, he's going to do it face to face. He's not going to watch him fall his death to a build uh, off a building, but you know, neither the Jackal nor the Punisher yet have realized our hero's resourcefulness and propensity uh, for, for getting himself out of these situations. And he uses his webbing to snag himself and he swings into a building and through a window and upsets a whole bunch of secretaries. Now, Jerry Conway is a social justice warrior. You know, I'm sure that any, you know, anytime you read Jerry Conway, you know, Jerry Conway doesn't like nuclear power. Jerry Conway doesn't like, you know, and that was in uh, the uh, infamous banjo uh, story. Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jerry Conway was woke, was woke before woke was cool. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry Conway doesn't like the criminal justice system, you know, which he explained in Marvel team up, I think number 38 or something like that. Still. When he described the looter as a poor, poor mentally ill man who didn't deserve to be incarcerated. Still a but, great writer. Yeah. No, no, no. But, but Jerry, yeah. he was 21 and male. Yeah. And he was still kind of, uh, you know, subject to certain, uh, you know, feelings at that time. So he, so after Spider-Man crashes through the window and scares the secretaries and Jerry writes, by the time our hero has extricated himself from the maw of female hysteria. Uh, and, Whoa. <laughs> And it's okay. So he's woke, but he's not entirely woke. And uh, <laughs> well, even even woke had its limits back uh, <laughs> this this far. Well, back. I mean, it, it, it's funny. It's funny. You can be woke, but you can still uh, define people by your own experiences with them. Yeah. Well, no matter how woke you yeah, are. Yeah. No matter how woke you are, <laughs> if things ain't right at home. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so the. Uh, um, so anyway, so Spider-Man, uh, he goes back to the where the scene of the crime, essentially. And there just happens to be this spear gun laying there. <clears throat> well, I mean, the well, Punisher must be getting sloppy since he's first starting out, right? You know, so Spider-Man says, look at this convenient looking spear gun sitting here. Oh, look, there's a stamp that tells me who the manufacturer is. Well, this is my lucky day. So, but you know, he's, he's kind of banged up a little bit. His mask has been torn, you know, and he says, you know, I, I need to go home and clean up a little bit. Uh, so he goes home and, uh, he, he's reminded, holy cow, 
Johnny Storm said he'd have the Spider Mobile ready today. Um, so we don't we don't see the Spider Mobile this issue, but I think next issue or the, the issue right after we do. So you know, we drop a Spider Mobile reference. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and as, of course, as everybody knows about the Spider Mobile, it wasn't Conway's idea. No. Stan made a licensing deal right. and said, "Give Spider Man a Spider Mobile." <clears throat> exactly. Okay, he gave him a Spider Mobile. Kind of like with uh, Spec this month. Black Panther's got a movie. Put Black Panther in your comic. Same deal. <laughs> Same deal. Which it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, yeah. like I've said before, because you know who's reading these comics except diehard fanboys, and they, exactly. everybody already knows. A fa- uh, you know, I mean, if you want Black Panther, Panther to show up, have him show up in Riverdale. You know, that'll get. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, really, it's like why? You know, it's just, it's almost this incestuous yeah. advertising. I mean, why why put Black Panther in your and advertise him in your comic because it's just a hardcore who already knows. Put him in Riverdale or something yeah. and introduce him to people who might not know. But anyway, boom, boom. But so Peter's put, sewing put up the his Black costume. Panther on the Bachelorette or the Bachelor or something. That'd be that. It's owned by ABC. There you go. There you go. Synergies. <laughs> um, and, and, so anyway, which um, Spider-Man is getting a tooth is getting two thousand uh, dollars to build this uh, to build this car, and even in uh, he he's obviously sold himself short because two thousand dollars even in back then even in two thousand eighteen money is only about twelve thousand bucks. So Peter is an extremely poor negotiator. Um, so anyway, so he's sewing his costume up. Well, he doesn't know that Harry is lurking nearby. And Harry has what George fondly calls the Osborne crazy sweats. You know, the they don't, sweats. you know, the crazy sweats, you know, they're there. And, uh, you know, Harry's just, oh, he's in there. He's waiting for me. He knows I'm the green goblin, ah! you know, and he says, I'm all alone, alone with my inevitable destiny. And then he just kind of, you know, he saunters off and to go sweat some more. <laughs> all right. Back on ESU, we get to see Miles Warren. And, uh, mm-hmm. coincidentally, Miles Warren, we've, and, uh, you know, basically he acted like a douchebag toward Peter a couple of issues ago and <laughs> he's wanting to apologize and he sees Mary Jane and he says, well, Mary Jane, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I know that you two are, and, uh, so, you know, so, uh, whenever you see him, just let <clears throat> me know that I'm sorry. Okay. And, um, so Mary, you know, Mary Jane is thinking, well, I don't know when I'm going to see him again. After all, he's not exactly Mr. Fun these days. And if there's one thing Mary Jane's committed to in this great, big, woolly old world, it's <laughs> loads and loads of fun. So, but, the, but then the next very next panel is the Punisher slapping the jackal up against a wall. You yeah. know, even the like, Punisher wait, wait, wait. In, his, in his first appearance knows when you see the jackal, you got to you just got to slap him just yeah, like that. Yeah. You got to be idea. Ball hump. Ball hump. Yeah, ball hump is the onomatopoeia. Ball hump. 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 Like Will Heaton. Um, But anyway, it's kind of funny (laughs) because, you know, here's, uh, you know, Miles Warren is in this panel. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, apparently at the same time, the jackal is in this panel. So, Mm. huh, I'll be darned. Um, Well, you know what the the answer there is? You know what the answer? One of them was real and the other one was a sack of flour. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he walked through a door from the Zodiac. I was about to say he's gonna sit on that and spin, Zach. Uh but yeah, yeah. Well that was toward that was toward Barry, but not you. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Oh, <laughs> am I blue? Anyway, yeah. so the jackal. Oh, uh, my gosh. Hmm. What does it matter to you? Spider-Man's not, you know, and the Punisher basically says, you know, he fell like a common criminal to his death. I'm not a murderer like that. And here's the Jackal's motivation. But he was a criminal, don't you see? That's why you had to kill him for murdering Norman Osborn. Mm. Because as we know, Norman Osborn was a paragon of New York business, culture, uh, and um, and uh, morality. So Punisher goes after Spider-Man for killing Osborn. Okay. That's right. Got That's it. Right. Not Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Got yeah. it. That's right. Because... Again, I think as as we realize, the jackal's role and identity hasn't really quite been settled yet, yeah. um, because in the very next panel, as the jackal is as the Punisher is still kind of in his moral tug of war here, uh, the jackal saying, "Well, now that you know your usefulness to me is over, now that uh, the jackal must turn to other more profitable things. Now that Spider Man is dead, so." The death of Spider-Man is not his ultimate objective. The death of Spider-Man for the Jackal is simply a means to an end. So mm. I think it's pretty safe to say we're realizing that it's not Miles Warren right now. Jerry Conway hasn't quite figured out. Uh, you know, he's created this guy. He wants to create a mystery costume character. Have, but hasn't quite figured out who he's going to be yet. So I was just going to ask that. I wondered, I wondered if Conway meant for the Jackal to be Warren yet. That's neat. I, I, you know, I, I, it's one of those things. I, I tried to research it to see if, if, if Conway had addressed it. He probably has in some interview. Uh, yeah. But these guys have had so many interviews over the years. Um, yeah. uh, I, I, no, I don't know. Uh, but just kind of when you read this, I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, he, he wasn't settled, uh, settled in as Miles Warren as the Jackal. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so the Punisher is, uh, he storms out. He's going to go see the mechanic again. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, so then Spider-Man, of course, had the spear gun. The spear gun had the address of the mechanic. It was his name, Rice or whatever. So Spider-Man is going to go there and see who the, you know, talk to the Punisher supplier. Well, they get there about the same time. And, of course, the mechanic is laying there dead. Mm. Um, And, of course, the Punisher believes that Spider-Man did it. Um, and it doesn't take, it only takes about a page and a half of gymnastics, acrobatics, and good old fashioned spider strength for Spidey to take care of the Punisher. Really? Look at this kick though, that the Punisher gives him right to the face. That's really, really good. Ross Andrew art there. Yes. Really, really, really good. Which is funny because how many variations of this panel have you seen? Uh, somebody kicking somebody like this. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think I've seen this panel, uh, redone, uh, a number of times it's well, not you know you, you can ahead. definitely tell that ron a, a younger ron friends was definitely reading mm-hmm. r- looking at ross andrew yeah i'm sorry so, jr i didn't mean right no, that's okay but but again i like it spider-man handles the punisher pretty easily like spider-man should be able to um you know and and which is because I actually read some of that uh, Garth Ennis Punisher stuff, because I actually now I'm a subscriber to Marvel Unlimited. All right. And, uh, All right. Yeah, and, and Ennis makes no, no, I mean, he's, he's obviously, he's made no uh, uh, doubt of his contempt for superheroes. Uh, are, you, but, are you reading through the, you just said you're reading through the Ennis stuff? On, on I, I, read, I read some of it. I've read some of it. I, I don't have a whole lot of time to just sit and, mm-hmm. uh, but I have, uh, and, and it was, I say, well, yeah, it's pretty obvious here that he thinks that Spider-Man yeah. and all superheroes are chumps. So, mm-hmm. but you know, so anyway, so the Punisher wakes up and Spider-Man says, you know, I know you think I killed this guy, but you know, you obviously you're blind as a bat <laughs> because look, and the Punisher sees that the, the claw marks on uh, his supplier are the same as the claw marks on the Jackal. Uh, 
So anyway, so the Punisher and Spidey, you know, kind of just walk out. Uh, I guess Spidey's not as um, self-righteous about the Punisher yet, because usually in later in later uh, issues, uh, Spidey one starts slapping, you know, trying to slap down the uh, bitch slap the Punisher uh, from a moral perspective. But yeah. here they just kind of, you know, walk out. The Punisher admits he's, you know, realizes he's been had. Spider-Man says, well, why, you know, why are you doing this anyway? And the Punisher basically says, none of your blank, blank business. I'm just a warrior fighting a lonely war. Yeah, that was so, good. So our heroes separate. The last couple of panels is the Jackal. And the Jackal saying, if I'm to take over this city, you know, well, Spider-Man, you survived. But if I'm to take over the city, I must first destroy you. This, the Jackal swears. So, again, <laughs> another reminder that... Um, you know, like, mm-hmm. but, but what, you know, I mean, this is a, you know, if you're thinking about touch marks and Spider-Man's history, Spider-Man history, or even a uh, touch mark is in comics history. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 129 is from the Spider-Man perspective, obviously the appearance, first appearance of the Jackal from comics history, the first appearance of the Punisher. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's one of those that if you want to list the most significant, you know, this is one of them. So, and uh, I have it- Conway's autograph. Even That's though, awesome. if, so. if only if only the Punisher could have killed the Jackal, <laughs> right after and think of how much better Spider history would have gone. You know, we wouldn't have had this great great character that George. <laughs> the the nineties might not have been as asinine as they were. Uh, uh, we just we just established last night that the twenty tens are worse than the nineties. Yes, That's correct. So, yeah, uh, it, uh, by just, the way, as a co- uh, interestingly enough, in the original Clone Saga trade, they did not include the first appearance of the Jackal. Why? That's the that's um, I a milestone. I <clears throat> weird, but it's uh, not in the first uh, original Clone Saga trade. As a corollary to the story, there actually was a what if uh, in Volume Two, Number Fifty Eight, uh, which postulate wow. speculates that uh, the Punisher actually succeeded in killing Spider Man this first go round. Uh, and what had happened now, the Punisher wow. does not get eaten. He dies at the end, but he does not get eaten by sharks. Uh, so, um, but there's uh, an awesome way he tricks the spider sense there on that one. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would think that Spider-Man would have been hip to that scam by now, but, but that's, but the story is, you know, the story is about the impact, uh, of what happens. And the Punisher realizes that he's made a grievous, a grievous mistake, uh, because as you know, Spider-Man's bloodied and broken bodies lay in there. It's clearly obvious, you know, it's clearly that it's Peter Parker and Peter's identity is revealed. And of course, you know, he, it's a college kid. If yeah. he, you know, he's a 19, 20 year old kid, you know, and the Punisher, you know, just, I have just, I've done something terrible and, uh, all the, the superheroes start coming after him mm-hmm. and, uh, the villains actually want to congratulate him. Uh, but the, the Punisher takes the opportunity of uh, working his way into their graces to kill them all. That's, uh, that's very Punisher. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but basically, you know, his war on crime ends before it starts. And, uh, at the, and at the very end, he finally finds professor Warren. Uh, he actually calls the cops and he's there with a gun to Warren's head. And then Dennis Franz of NYPD blue <laughs> comes in and puts a gun to the Punisher's head and, uh, says, if you kill miles Warren, you're dead too. And the Punisher just says, Warren, I'll see you in hell. Mm, wow. That, that ends up. But anyway, that was just kind of an interesting, almost if, as if George wrote the, the script for that one. <laughs> I, I, have always, I have always wondered if the Punisher was secretly or maybe overtly, maybe, maybe he had actually said this at some point, if he was actually jealous of what the scourge of the underworld got to do. And the bar with no name. When, when you remember when 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 the scourge walked in and killed, mm-hmm. like I mean, just I mean, like by the gross, 
a, a bunch of like just like B and C list villains. And I've always wondered if the Punisher was like reading about that going, son of a bitch. Why, why is it this me? Why did I do this? This is this is genius. That's funny. That's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna kill a bunch of super villains, go somewhere where they're already friggin' plastered and, <laughs> uh, so, and drunk. So this is the only real Spider-Man book that came out this month in February of '74. Uh, Marvel team up was trying to get Spider-Man out of the book for a couple issues by replacing him with the Human Torch and the Hulk. So Marvel team up 18 came out. Um, Len Wein wrote that one, but the Spider-Man's not in it. You know, Marvel team up tried several issues throughout its 150 issue run to try another hero in it. And I guess nothing sells as good as Spider-Man. So now the sales always when, uh, when Spidey, when Spidey yeah. didn't appear. So yeah. after, about, after about issue 35 or six, they, mm-hmm. they stopped crying. Yeah. So. Good month in spider history though, JR. Great month in spider history. Great cool. month in spider history. All despite right. The, despite the jackal. Despite the jackal. Well, the, well, I mean, somebody had to hire the Punisher, you know, yeah. somebody had to get the story going. No doubt. Uh, but, you know, it's funny, though, the, the clone saga, the original clone saga is still considered a classic story and it would probably be more fondly remembered if they hadn't gone, you know, in what they were, did what they did in the 90s. And even then, it's even then, I mean, I think the jackal could have been a great Spider-Man villain, but <clears> I, I for whatever reason, I mean, between the clone saga and then clone conspiracy, I mean, clone conspiracy was just awful. Um, they okay. just tell awful stories with it. Yeah. I, clone conspiracy. If I was, if that was my first exposure to the character of miles Warren, I, I'd, I'd despise him. Yeah. Uh, because he was a magnet, megalomaniac that I just, did, <sighs> less said about that. For the <laughs> All right. Uh, JR said it. Oh, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. I don't remember if you already said it, but wasn't this the first time we saw the jackal, or at least in costume? Yes. Yeah. That may have yeah. that may have been while you were disconnected earlier. Yeah, I got disconnected for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Miles Warren has been around since I think uh, the early. I think he made an appearance. Uh, he might have been in the early '30s, but I know he was definitely established as a character in in by the the '50s because he was the one who escorted drove Peter and Gwen on their first date to see the Nullifier. And that's when he got the blood of him, right? I I think he just got the blood of him during just routinely during biology class. They everybody in the class gave samples. Um, you couldn't get some- away with that today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you My couldn't. Goodness. So uh, real 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 quick to the the YouTubers, all twenty four of you watching. Uh, any questions for Jr. before we wrap up this month in spider history? So yeah, we'll because you that. won't be able to talk to me for mm-hmm. another month. <laughs> we don't record these back to back or anything. And nobody wants to talk to me. They're tired of me. They they put they put up with all of us for about four or five hours yesterday and they've had enough. <laughs> Question for the gang, would Marvel team up be cool with slots current take? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. JR, what do you think? From Matt. Matt asked this one. Marvel team up the very nature of Marvel team up precludes it from being cool. Um, only because well, it's, um, well, I'm, and I'm not the first person to make the observation. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for in your comic. If you're just looking for a couple of superheroes, uh, you know, to meet and greet and, you know, go beat, beat somebody up. That's fine. But as far as actual storytelling, I mean, it's an entirely plot driven device. Uh, mm-hmm. it's not a character driven thing. I mean, the, you have to have a plot to coincidentally bring these two particular heroes together. Uh, and, yeah. and usually the way Marvel team up did it was 
uh, you had to do it in 17 pages. So they had to meet Bicker, find out the, who the real villain is, just, uh, top of the real villain in 17 pages. The thing so. is about team ups, what makes them cool is the rare, what used to make them cool is the rarity of it. When we had that first Secret Wars or that contest of the champions, we hadn't seen all those characters in one big sandbox. But, the extent of Spider-Man's involvement in the first contest of champions is literally to talk to Spider or Spider Woman and eat a sandwich. I know, I know, but that, that was so disappointing. That I know, I agree. Yeah, I was but say, the, I, the rarity the of the team up is what made it special. Yeah, it the, looks the, like the a Robert some, run was pretty good. The what? What, Mark? I'm sorry. The Robert Kirkman Marvel team up run that was I pretty agree. good. That was really good. It was good. Um, there's some questions here. What's JR's favorite Punisher movie? Uh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the, uh, the, what, what was it? War, um, war zone, war zone. I Pun- like war zone. The, oh, one, the one, it. the one that, uh, Brad, the one that Brad's wife made him sleep on the couch after taking oh, her I, to, I, I took my um, wife to that one and boy, did I, 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 I actually said, and I've talked about this on the podcast before I enjoyed, uh, Punisher war zone way more than the, than, than the Thomas Jane movie. And um, the Thomas Jane movie for me missed the mark so badly that during the scene where the mob wipes out like his entire family, like not just his wife and kids, but like mm-hmm. everyone in his family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually laughed. It was that bad. <laughs> I love that movie. And and, so- and and so when Warzone came out, I actually enjoyed Warzone because Warzone was simple. Warzone was like, well, we have the Punisher. What does the Punisher do? The Punisher kills bad guys. We're going to have a lot of bad guys getting shot and a lot of explosions. And I remember at the time, this was like a year or two ago, I mentioned that I liked that. And Brad took me to task. And he was like, no, the movie was awful. And I was like, Brad, it's the Punisher. What did you need besides explosions and, 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 and him shooting mobsters? That whole opening scene where he takes out the mob in that dining room. Oh, God, it's like a ballet. <laughs> but of course, we didn't realize that the Punisher could be so much more until um, Bernthal played him yeah. on, on the Netflix well, and, and made you cry in Daredevil season two. Oh my God! Yeah. If if you'd have told me five years ago that somebody would make you cry with a Punisher story, I'd have been like, "You were high on crack cocaine." <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know that's why. I mean, some characters uh, do better in long form entertainment. I mean, to build the story. And I mean, I personally, I think Spider Man is a better TV character than a movie character Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think Spider-Man has a very strong soap opera quality, large supporting cast. You can have various stories running at the same time. Uh, But you know, now he's caught up in this whole, it has to be a $250 million spectacle motion picture. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Has uh, uh, where do I rank Jerry Conway among the Spidey writers? Uh, Well, he's got to be one of the greatest. You got to put him in your top five because of Mm -hmm. uh, what he, what he did and uh, the characters he created and the events that uh, happened under his watch. So uh, his second, his, you know, occasionally he's come back, you know, to mix success, but uh, regardless, I think his place in Spider-Man history is very firmly cemented uh, in among the top. Uh, do you, I think the Jackal was a replacement for Norman Osborn? I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know because the, he was, uh, after he was dispatched, he never came back until, you know, clone saga too. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Conway had any intention of bringing him back or not. Um, I, I, I will say just real quick, because what you had brought up Conway again, mm-hmm. there are only two people who've written Spider-Man, like in the last several years who still, you know, do work here and there for Marvel. Uh, one of them consistently. And there's only two people at Marvel right now that actually understand fundamentally understand Peter Parker and Spider-Man. One of them is Peter David. The other one is Jerry Conway. 
Uh, let's see. Has JR ever covered the drug trilogy or Night Gwen Stacy died on spider history? Not yet. Um, when uh, we, we pick the spider histories, we try to pick something that has more than one a month. Uh, this one, I just, uh, I, I knew that I could do more with. Uh, but, you know, I, I think right now we try to try to avoid covering some of the older stuff because it's been so thoroughly covered. I mean, in media for years. I mean, you know, the death of Gwen Stacy, the drug issues. Sometimes I'm not sure what, what approach I can, different approach I can bring to it. But, you know, I mean, I never thought I'd be doing spider history for 10 years. So hang on, kids. You never know. <laughs> well, uh, I got to get through it eventually. The other thing, too, is, JR, for a little while, I know you purposely didn't, you tried to avoid doing some of the classic stuff because you had podcasts like Amazing Spider-Man Classics that were covering all that stuff from the beginning. So I know that, that you would, and you would guest start on there and, and everything like that. So I know that now that that's dead R.I.P., um, maybe you could start, you know, covering a lot more of that classic stuff. I'd like to hear your full take on Mike Wednesday's Stacey. Well, you know, it's, uh, thank you. Um, it's, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's kind of, uh, um, like I said, but the one of the reasons I, I haven't before is because uh, it, it's been covered a lot. And, and sometimes it's fun to find these obscure issues uh, and, uh, well, and just have fun, and have fun with them. Uh, let's see here real quickly. Uh, is there any more I'm missing? I don't do think so. I think that was it. I think that was it. So, all right. All right. Thank you, tours, for asking them extra questions. That is a wrap on this episode. 